Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to get to. There's breaking news from Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, where I was in May. Um, Former President Trump putting out a statement on that. We'll have that for you coming up. We'll certainly get to it. It's the Joe Pag Show. By the way, the bottom of the hour is going to be Tudor Dixon, who is the Republican nominee for governor of the great state of Michigan. And I certainly hope she wins. We'll have her on in a moment, actually in about 25 minutes, on the Joe Pag Show on a Monday. Gary, how you doing? I'm okay. Almost get it done. Sam making it happen. We'll get a news story out on what's happening in Mar-a-Lago, then I will give you the presidential response, the former president's response, which is lengthy over on Truth Social, but this is just coming in. I've gotten all sorts of email and, and messages and texts and everything else about this, and we'll have his response in, uh, in just a moment. Carrie, anything popping up on your news sources on this? I got one sentence from CNN. The FBI executed a search warrant on Monday at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago Resort in Palm Beach, Florida. The former president confirms to CNN. Okay. So let's, let's break that down. Former president, the left is scared to death. Scared to death about uh, President Trump running again, because he'll win rather easily. The FBI has been politicized for a long time. We know the FBI has done nothing about Hunter Biden's laptop, and they had it since 19. Uh, We know that the FBI has done nothing about McCabe and about Comey and about all these people who are um, complicit in the fake Russian hoax about President Trump. You've got Brennan and Clapper all just out, out making commentary on networks all over the place. But the FBI has time to go and raid Mar-a-Lago. Oh, I want you to understand, this is this is the man's house. He's a former president. FBI raiding a former president. Uh, Kara, I don't know, in my lifetime, I don't, know, I don't think this has ever happened. Do you, can you remember? Uh, I can't think of another time that this has happened. I mean, it's kind of crazy. So, former President Trump... And I'm going to show this, this uh, statement from him over on Truth Social. If you're not on Truth Social, just go to truthsocial.com on a browser or on your iOS store, go in, uh, and download Truth Social. And uh, follow me once you get there. It's at Joe Pags, at J-O-E-P-A-G-S. You want to read along this statement as I do it, by all means, stop by uh, JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now. Former President Trump made this statement, put it out on Truth. These are dark times for our nation. That's my beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach. 
Florida, is currently under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. After working and cooperating with the relevant government agencies, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. It is prosecutorial misconduct, the weaponization of the justice system, and an attack by radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024, especially based on recent polls, and who will likewise do anything to stop Republicans and conservatives in the upcoming midterm elections. Such an assault could only take place in the broken third world countries. Sadly, America has now become one of those countries, corrupt at a level not seen before. They even broke into my safe. What is the difference between this and Watergate? where operatives broke into the Democrat National Committee. Here, in reverse, Democrats broke into the home of the 45th President of the United States. He continued, this is a statement from former President Donald Trump. The political persecution of Donald J., uh, President Donald J. Trump has been going on for years with the now fully debunked Russia, Russia, Russia scam, impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, and so much more. It just never ends. It is political targeting at the highest level. Hillary Clinton was allowed to delete and acid wash 33,000 emails after they were subpoenaed by Congress. Absolutely nothing has ever happened to hold her accountable. She even took antique furniture and other items from the White House. I stood up uh, to America's bureaucratic corruption. I restored power to the people and truly delivered for our country like we have never seen before. The establishment hated it. Now, as they watch my endorsed candidates win big victories and see my dominance in all the polls, they're trying to stop me. And the Republican Party once more. The lawlessness, political persecution, and witch hunt must be exposed and stopped. I will continue to fight for the great American people. Can you imagine? I mean, that's stunning. Here's a guy nobody thought could win in 2015-2016. He beats the Clinton machine, which sent her for an absolute loop. They immediately, even as he was a candidate... They were surveilling Trump Tower by way of Carter Page for no reason, a guy who was working already for intelligence agencies that the FBI must not have known. The New York Times itself on the front page said that Mar- that um, Trump Tower in New York was being surveilled. This is on the day he took office, they said this. As he's in office, they were trying to make a digital trail alleging that somehow the White House or the Trump campaign had direct connections with some Russian bank, which it didn't. That was untrue. And now, he's been out of office for a year and a half plus. They're now raiding his home of a former president. It doesn't make any sense. How do you get that warrant? How do you get that ability? And how do you ever allege that this is not prosecutorial misconduct and this is not the Department of Justice being weaponized politically? All the names I said earlier, McCabe, Comey, Brennan, Clapper, why are they all off the hook? Why is nobody in trouble here? Hillary Clinton, why is she not in trouble? Yeah, I know that it's a running joke. Well, because she'll suicide you. Screw that. Why are these people not in trouble? You know, and the 2000 Mules cheat proof that came out in that movie. I mean, this is what the DOJ should be looking at. Was there any fraud, widespread enough fraud to change the election results in 2000. Instead, they're raiding the president's home, the former president's home. All of this, well, don't don't mind what the liberals are doing in Congress as they're adding 87,000 tax agents. 87,000 new hires. Somebody worked out the math of it. It's 80,000 
if it's 80,000 80, a year, it's to the tune of $5 billion in taxpayer money. They didn't have the money to finish the wall. No, no, couldn't find that money. They got money, $40 billion to send over to Ukraine, billions of dollars in new, in new IRS agents, and the intelligence agencies, the law enforcement on the DOJ, are now acting as the Democrat Party. Listen, man, it's only August. If you think that Republicans are a shoe in in the House and the Senate in November, you better think again. You better get your mind straight and realize that you need to go and vote. Realize that you need to make sure your vote counts. Realize you need to elect state representatives and, and senators that will do your bidding and make sure that the election is going to be fair and has integrity. I mean, this is a stunning news update. And, and, and Carrie, you know, it's just there in May. It's a beautiful home. He's got armed guards there. He's got Secret Service there. I mean, how does it even go down? The FBI mm-hmm. tells the Secret Service we're coming. I mean, a bunch of people show up with guns. You got people with guns already there. I mean, I, I don't even know how that looks. And I don't know if he was there. He said that that his home was being occupied by by tons of these people because the DOJ has been weaponized. But I don't know. It, it didn't. I didn't feel like he was there. Mm, well, let me let me check because I did find another story about it. Um, yeah, well, somebody should know. Yeah, somebody should know if you if he was there, which would make sense to fill us in. But what on earth are we looking at here? There was no federal raid in the Clintons' home when you had all these allegations of her deleting emails and using a private server and all that. I don't remember anybody sending the Department of Justice or the FBI to go and further investigate. They just blew it off. Now, what is it that they're alleging that he's done? And is this about is this about the January 6th thing? They're going to raid his home because of something about January 6th with that, that fake committee that keeps on meeting on television with Liz Cheney. Now, I saw allegations today on, on Twitter, a couple of news stories, that Liz Cheney's husband is on the defense team or, or is a partner in the law firm that's defending Hunter Biden. Can you imagine if that's true? What the hell is she doing on that committee that's investigating January 6th when she clearly has a direct tie to the Democrats and to Biden? Karen, I'm going to make you work today. Mm-hmm. See if you can find me a news story, if you don't mind, on Liz Cheney's husband being a partner in the law firm that's representing Hunter Biden. Okay. Because all of this has to be out there, man. They're going to play this game where they're going to go and, and raid a former president's home? Anything telling you whether he was home or not? I just get the feeling that um, he wasn't. They were saying it's unclear. He was in Texas this past weekend, uh, but right. they don't know if he was there at, at Mar-a-Lago today or not. All right. We'll keep on following up with that. Your thoughts about this going down? 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. If you'd rather opine via email, just scroll down to the bottom, click on contact, and send me an email during the show. Your thoughts about former President Donald J. Trump's home, Mar-a-Lago, on Palm Beach, being raided by FBI agents. I mean, the left has no shame. We know that. They'll do anything to win. We know that. But this is even beyond what I thought they would do. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags.
Great to have you, Motown Monday, on the Joe Pag Show. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to get to, lots to talk about. Bottom of this hour is going to be Tudor Dixon. She is the Republican nominee now for um, governor of the great state of Michigan. Make sure you stick around for that. Great conversation. She's somebody who is not a politician. She's somebody who I think you guys and gals in Michigan really, really need, to be honest with you. So hopefully you'll stick around for that. We appreciate you doing that. Plus, we've got a lot of people calling in now. If you're just joining us, the breaking news is that uh, former President Donald Trump has announced that the FBI is currently raiding his home, Mar-a-Lago, on Palm Beach. The FBI is raiding his home even as we speak. He spoke out on Truth. If you're not on Truth Social yet, now's the time to probably consider doing it. TruthSocial.com from any browser, even on your, on your Android phone. TruthSocial.com. Go there, sign up, get yourself an account, follow, um, I believe it's real Donald Trump. Uh, it might be real Donald J. Trump, but either way, it's a verified account. Go and follow the former president. You'll see his statements like this. Plus, you can follow me at Joe Pags at J-O-E-P-A-G-S. We'll update you on the stories we get information. Kara, if you find out any information on exactly what it is they're looking for, let us know. Okay. Right now, I just have what he has said about it. So, right. And I, okay. yeah, I read that statement. Yeah. So um, CNN is saying he wouldn't say why they're raiding the home. As if he was going to call CNN and say, here's why they're raiding my home. He thinks they're raiding his home because he's he's a, a, a sure shot to win in 2024. That's what he says in his statement. But nobody has said why yet. And it was interesting in, in some of the wording in his statement was that he was working with, uh, with the government. They, then they raided his home unannounced, uh, which is very, very strange. I'm, I, during the break, I'll probably send a text over to Rudy and see what he knows. Because um, I don't know that he's currently... Uh, an attorney for President Trump, but he certainly was before. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. A lot of people want to be heard. The phones are melting down. Go to JoePags.com. Scroll down to the bottom. Send me an email by clicking on contact. In the meantime, got to tell you about the, the clock ticking for Congress to reach a new deal to raise the debt ceiling. They just passed this boondoggle that is billions and billions and trillions of dollars and everything else. The government doesn't run out of money to pay their bills. They just change things. Well, you can't do the same thing. If you're trying to keep up with all your credit cards, your signature loans, your internet loans, and timeshares, get off the treadmill, get some total financial freedom. If you owe more than $10,000, the team at Total Financial Freedom has been doing a great job for 15 years helping people like you resolve your debts and cut payments in half. Give them a call right now. Ask them about what they can do for you. 1-800-833-9444. 1-800-833-9444. Mention my name and ask about the free book. It's called Debt Dietitian. Again, you've got to mention my name. When you call, ask for the free book, The Debt Dietitian. You're going to learn how easy it is to cut your payments. You're going to appreciate their team. They're like-minded individuals and A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Zero complaints. Call Total Financial right now at 800-833-9444. Ask about that free book. 1-800-833-9444. Make that happen right now. All right, people are sort of in shock. Look, I'm a little bit in shock as well. I'm not really sure why a former president's residence would ever be rated like this other than for political reasons. So let me go to Dave in Las Vegas. Dave, what's going on? Hi. Come on, Dave. All right, Dave. Dean, Boston, talk to me. Hi. Hi, Joe. I get the, I get the cartel at the top wanting to pull some stunts as a last resort because they can feel the desperation. But here's the collateral damage that really bothers me. These FBI agents have families. They go home at night and they sit there at the t- dining room table with their spouse and go, I don't understand why we did this tonight. There's a Secret Service agent sitting there going, why? Why do I have to face a fellow officer from the FBI coming into the building that he knows I'm protecting? And he has a gun drawn or he's, he's saying, I have a warrant. Yeah. These guys are just regular guys doing their job protecting the country. And they're in the middle of this and they're a pawn in this game. 
and they have to go home and shake their hands and go, I don't understand. A hundred percent. And, you know, um, my friend Sean says this all the time. Sean Hannity, you know, former President Trump says this all the time. The frontline guys and gals aren't who we're talking about here. It's the people running these organizations, these Department of Justice organizations that are supposed to be dealing in justice, which is blind. You can't know if you lean right or lean left. You're supposed to be right down the middle and say, here's the law. Here's what we're following. And we're going to equally distribute that law. We're going to utilize those laws the same way for everybody. Clearly, Hillary Clinton has a different tier system when it comes to breaking the law. So does Adam Schiff, who lied about Russia collusion forever. You've got people, uh, Eric Holder, who refused to answer a subpoena by Congress. You've got people who are above the law, have a different tiered law system. When it comes to Donald Trump, how dare you? How dare you break into our group, into our crew, and tell us how it's going to be? We're going to tell you how it's going to be. And now their rating is home. And believe me, if there was some reason for this raid, a valid reason for the raid, CNN would have been tipped off, ABC would have been tipped off, NBC, CBS, MSNBC would have all been tipped off. They're not saying why Trump's house is being raided. So they don't know. And they've all got snitches at high levels in the Department of Justice. This makes it even more interesting to me. Again, is this just a show to say, look, he's horribly corrupt. And then the next time they have this stupid primetime January 6th committee thing, Look, they, they, the FBI just raided his house. Well, now, now they can say it. It is factual to say this line. The FBI raided former President Donald J. Trump's house. They can now say that because it's true. Not that it was valid. Not that they should have. Not that they had a reason. Not that they've told anybody the reason. But they can certainly say it because it's happened. Carrie, any validity to, uh, to Cheney's husband working in that law firm? Well, this is from the Federalist. Philip Perry, who is married to Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney, is a partner at the same law firm representing President Joe Biden's scandal-ridden son, Hunter. Last week, the Daily Mail reached out to Hunter Biden's attorney for comment on a story unearthing new details to the extent the younger Biden leveraged the family name for lucrative overseas business ventures. In 2014, the paper reported then-Vice President Biden met with a pair of Chinese energy executives connected to Hunter Biden's foreign business deals. An attorney named Christopher Clark, who is listed with the firm Latham and Watkins as partner, responded to the Daily Mail's request for comment, calling the reporter a parasite in an otherwise nonsensical email full of typos. The vice president's 2014 encounter with Chinese energy tycoons marks the 15th such meeting with businessmen tied to Hunter Biden's financial interest and contradicts Biden's repeated claims of never discussing business with his son. Perry is also listed as a partner with Lathan and Watkins on the firm's website, while his wife runs for re-election on an anti-Trump platform ahead of the Wyoming primary next week. I mean, again, maybe I'm, I'm missing something. The Federalist is certainly a, a good source. Maybe I'm missing something, but her husband is a partner at the law firm that's representing Hunter Biden. How are we just finding this out? And she's out there doing all she can to give the former president, Trump, the hardest time she possibly can while basically running interference for the Biden family. This is not okay. And again, nobody will do the right thing and kick her off the committee. And will somebody from CBS, NBC, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, and, uh, and Fox and everybody else, will somebody put a microphone in her face and ask her the question, does your husband work at the law firm that is representing Hunter Biden? Carrie, that's a basic journalistic question, isn't it? It would, yes, absolutely. And, and let her answer. And if her answer is yes, but it has nothing to do with anything, she's full of it. She's married to the guy who is trying to help the current president 
as she's trying to hurt the former president who will probably run against the current president next time around. Come on, dude. This stinks. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. I've got the Tudor Dixon uh, interview set up and ready to go. We're going to run that um, after the bottom of the hour. But we'll circle back to this as we get more information in. Carrie, let me know if you get any more information, any updates from Mar-a-Lago. What's going on, okay? I will. Yep. I appreciate you. All right. When we come back, Tudor Dixon, Republican nominee for governor of the great state of Michigan. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back. It's Tudor Dixon. She is now the Republican nominee for governor of the great state of Michigan. Tudor, how you doing? Good to see you again. Great. Thank you for having me. You are great. Um, wonderful to see you come out on top in this. There were, what, five, seven? There were a bunch of Republicans that were running, which means that the Great Lakes state was certainly ripe uh, to have somebody in there to replace Gretchen Whitmer. How many people were there, and how confident were you going into uh, the primary day that you'd come out on top? At the end, we had five candidates total. We felt good. We were leading in the polls. We didn't really expect it to be as wide a margin as it was, so we were happy about that. Seems like we picked up a lot of votes at the end, and I was very pleased with that. And so we had what we thought was an earlier night than we expected, and that was good. Yeah, very good. Uh, at last we spoke, it was in April, I think, and you talked a lot about your dad and working in in, uh, in, in industry, not in politics with him. And I know that you lost him in June. I'm sorry to hear about that. Um, what, what might he have said watching what happened uh, last Tuesday night? Oh, gosh, he would have been so excited. And that's what my mom and I were talking about, how, man, had he seen that, it would have just been so incredible for him. And, you know, we really feel like he was on the other side helping out as much as he could. So we did see it. And, and I believe that in my heart. Uh, it's Tudor Dixon. Uh, you can go to TudorDixon.com. Is that the, the entire website, TudorDixon.com? Yes. Great. Yes, and Tudor is, is T-U-D-O-R. Um, all right. So from industry, that's a big deal in Michigan. You know that I spent eight years in Michigan on television, on radio. I've got a house up there. We go all the time. It's a wonderful state with wonderful, really hardworking blue-collar people. Well, why do you think they went for Gretchen Whitmer to begin with? Was it the lie about the about uh, gas tax where she didn't talk about how she was going to fix the potholes by raising the gas tax by 45 cents? Was it that marijuana was on the uh, was on the ticket? Any idea why she would have won to begin with? She's been sure, in politics think, a long time. Both, Go ahead. Yeah, I think both of those things. You have um, a, a time when you did have marijuana on the ticket, as you said. She made a promise to fix the roads. She also made a promise to get rid of the pension tax. She made a lot of promises. None of those has she actually accomplished. She made a promise that we would have clean drinking water in the state of Michigan. And after two years, we found out that she knew that Benton Harbor was in danger. So right. she didn't keep that promise. I, I think that there were a lot of things that she said she would do that she didn't do. And then obviously after four years of Gretchen, we've seen exactly how much damage she has done. And, and it's really irreparable damage to the state. Well, it is. And, and again, the promises that, that were made were not held up. But even with that happening, the lockdowns for COVID were so much worse in Michigan than they were elsewhere. I mean, I'm hearing about how sections of, of stores were cordoned off. You could buy this, but you couldn't buy that. You could go on a boat, but it couldn't have a motor. The, the rules were so very stupid. And then it turns out, Tudor, via private jet, she was flying to go see her parents in Florida. 
So I'm not really sure I understand what she thought she was going to get away with here, but the people of Michigan won't be fooled twice. Right. And remember that she said she had to go see her father in Florida because he was sick. But when our loved ones were sick, we were locked away. Right. We couldn't go to the hospital. We couldn't go to the nursing homes, even though she took sick patients and put them into nursing homes. If you were well, if you had a negative test, if the person in the nursing home had a negative test, it didn't matter. You were locked away from them. And that's something that we've said you'll never see again in the state of Michigan. We will have the Family Rights Act. You will not be locked away from your loved one in their last moments. Someone should always be allowed to be with family when they're experiencing their last moments here on Earth. This is outrageous that this happened. But yeah, you talk about not being able to go out on the water in a motor, in a boat with a motor. I mean, we had even more extreme cases. You were allowed to buy marijuana, but you couldn't go for cancer treatment. Crazy. I mean, th these were outrageous situations. You could go to the liquor store, but you couldn't go to a restaurant. Our restaurants were closed down for eight full months. They were out of commission. We lost 3,000 restaurants. No matter how many times they went to this governor and they presented their plan, their safety plan, there was no response. And remember, if you're a business, your number one goal is to keep your employees and your customers safe. But that didn't matter to the governor of Michigan at the time. It didn't matter that other governors were saying, look, we trust the people of our state and they're going to make the best decisions. And they're presenting those decisions to us. And we're saying, yes, open up, just be safe. That didn't matter. We lost our businesses here in Michigan because of that choice. TudorDixon.com is the website. Uh, make sure you go and check that out. She's the Republican nominee for, for Michigan governor, taking on Gretchen Whitmer, the sitting governor, this uh, this coming November. I think it should be an easy win, but that doesn't mean that you don't that you don't keep on working hard. And the the uh, interesting thing about Michigan, most people watching and listening across the nation right now know that Michigan is an industrial state. Uh, you've got cars, you've got automotive, you've got all sorts of you've got parts plants, you've got all sorts of things. But they don't realize that agriculture is number two. So as you try to balance what the needs are of the state of Michigan. How do you consider those two things? Do you look at them as a business person in the same sort of way? We've got to make sure that they've got a climate where they can they can thrive, lower taxes, lower regulations, both in, in industry, making cars and such, and also in agriculture, or do you have to treat them differently? Actually, they're very similar. So I come from the manufacturing world, and the things that manufacturers are dealing with with state government right now are very similar to what our farmers are dealing with. And that is really an attack from state government. The, right. the uh, environmental agency said that farmers would be their target. Our ag, our ag industry would be their target. Imagine that, having an agency and government say they're targeting an industry, and certainly not our farmers, but that's the case here in the state of Michigan. So we have to make sure that we reduce regulation we're a highly regulated state. We want to reduce regulation by 40% in the first four years to allow our businesses to expand and have government come around them as a partner. You talked about automotive. Yeah. We've seen automotive plants being built in Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, but in even Indiana, but not in the state of Michigan. And when I talk to those folks, they say, look, it's not the unions, it's not energy, it's state government is too difficult to work with. We can't break ground. It was overregulated. We can't get the permits in time. The rest of the states are in this race with us and Michigan just isn't. Hey, that's, a, that's our legacy industry. We can't lose it. So we have to have a business person go in who understands what it means to make a profit, to make a product and be able to break ground on a new building and make that happen for our job creators in the state.
T-U-D-O-R-Dixon.com. TudorDixon.com. Go to the website. Go support her candidacy. She's the Republican nominee for governor of the great state of, uh, of Michigan. People of Michigan want to work. People of Michigan want to be able to pro- put food on the table, enjoy their weekends with their family, uh, enjoy the beautiful weather that you've got part of the year. The other part of the year, if you love snow, you love that. Um, but, but a lot of people from that state have moved to where I am in Texas. A lot of them fr- have moved to Florida. A lot have moved to other southern tier, more, more conservative states where there are lower regulations, lower taxes, and the ability to go to work. Um, that's really all people are asking for. How can you uh, either um, in- incentivize people coming back or incentivize them to not leave to begin with? Because a lot of them are leaving because of the government's out of control in Michigan. Uh, it, the, the whole thing about sending uh, COVID patients back to nursing homes, it wasn't quite as bad as New York did, but pretty bad. I mean, I think Gretchen Whit- Whitmer should, should face charges. I mean that. Um, but having said that, people have fled the state, people who love the Great Lakes state. How can you incentivize them coming back or keep them from leaving? Right. Well, and I would even say it was worse than Governor Cuomo, because when really? Governor Cuomo figured out how bad it was, he reversed course. She doubled down. So we have a more significant situation than even New York had when it comes to the nursing homes. But bringing people back here is really about making this a place that people want to live, work and play. And that's making it affordable. We are in the top 10 states in the nation for high taxes on the middle class. We have to reduce those taxes. We've already had the legislature come out and say, we can reduce the income tax right now. Let's get that done. That's something that she's vetoed. She's vetoed all help for students. We have to increase our education, get our our scores up in education. Right now, we just got our literacy exams back and we had a 50% failure rate. So we have to make sure our schools are performing higher so that we can get families to come here. We also have to look at safe cities. That's important when you bring families to a state, they have to, they, they look at those safety ratings and say, is this where I wanna bring my family? So that's something we have to focus on and also bringing the best possible careers to the state and the people will follow, but we have to make sure that those careers are here. And let's keep some of our college graduates in the state because right now we have a lot of college graduates that are leaving and we have to get creative about how we're gonna keep those folks here and make sure they put roots down in our state and they have their families here in the state of Michigan. Always great to talk to Tudor Dixon. She's the Republican nominee for governor of the great state of Michigan. And I'm pulling for you. We're going to be pushing as hard as we can. We've got 16 stations, I believe, just in Michigan. So um, we're going to keep on on pumping that. Plus, I'm a taxpayer in Michigan, so I want you to win. Uh, Having (laughs) said that, let's talk about November. Um, Like it or not, you've got huge urban populations in Detroit and Dearborn and Hamtramck and all these places where, where there's been an influx of people who vote blue. And they've been trying to change that state to blue. I mean, right now, Michigan is teetering. I think Trump probably won in 2020, but we can talk about that uh, another time in Michigan. He certainly won Michigan in 2016. Um, how do you get people in that state, no matter how they feel politically, their leanings are left, their leanings are center, how do you convince them that what we have going on now is not good? Because as I said, you've got huge urban populations that are all crammed into one place, that basically how they vote is how Michigan's going to vote. How do you convince them to take a look at you? I think that's the family-friendly message. I mean, I know that's the family-friendly message, and that includes that we're going to protect your small business. So a lot of those communities that you just mentioned, like Dearborn, many of those folks are entrepreneurs. They own their own little store, whether it's a store, it's a grocery store, it's a shoe store. These are a lot of communities that came to the United States to start their own business, and that's where those, those communities flourish, and those communities really felt the harm of her COVID policies, really felt the effects of the choices that she made that weren't made in other states, the shutdowns that happened in Michigan that didn't happen in other states. And they can't afford another four years of Gretchen Whitmer. So they look at this and say, 
you know, we may be done with this pandemic. We don't even know, but we weren't expecting this one. So what could she do in another four years? There's a trust level that she doesn't have anymore. And we can go out there and say, listen, we've seen what has happened. We've seen this pandemic. We know what the data is. We will make sure you stay open and we will make sure that you can prosper. But also the children, those communities are very involved in schools. They don't like to see the schools suffering and they don't like to see some of these teachings that are occurring in the schools. They want to make sure that their kids can read, write and do math. And that's what we're going to focus on. It is uh, Tudor Dixon running for governor of the great state of Michigan. She's the Republican nominee. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Dana Nessel. But she's a horrible attorney general. She's somebody who literally said, I'm going to lock up reporters. If you report things about COVID, I don't like. Um, she's somebody who is a radical. Let's say she remains the attorney general. How do you work with somebody like that? Yeah, well, and that's been something that we've talked about many times. How do we come together? How do we bring this state together? And I hope that she is willing to sit down and say one of the key points, one of the the most important things that we need to focus on in Michigan is making sure that Michigan is safe. And how do we sit down together and say, look, we both want the same thing for family. She has a family. I have a family. She's a mom. I'm a mom. I believe that we can work together and make sure that our children across the state are the safest they can possibly be. And then really, I think that sitting down from the standpoint of two women who want the best for the state, but also as mothers, we see things a little differently. So I think that we can kind of bond in that area and say, what can we do to make sure we're not letting violent offenders out on the streets again and that our, our kids are safe and our neighbors, wherever they are, if they're in Detroit, if they're in Grand Haven, if they're in Midland, that they're safe. You know, I, I hope that she will sit down with you, but I've got to tell you, and this is just my opinion, she's extremely radical. She seems to be light on crime, seems to be somebody who's a social justice warrior constantly mm-hmm. and isn't looking out for the general population in Michigan, looking out for special interests. It's Tudor Dixon, TudorDixon.com. Go there. Um, okay, so you take on, on Gretchen Whitmer in November. What the left is going to do to you is she's from the corporate world. She's going to look to give tax cuts and, and a bunch of money to her corporate buddies. She doesn't care about the little guy. Of course, that's not true. And, and you, I think, would lower regulations and, and lower taxation for every Michigander. Uh, therefore, they would have a better life. But that's the attack. It's going to be us versus them. She's wealthy uh, compared to, uh, doesn't care about the, about the person on the street in Michigan. How do you combat that? They, they always do this sort of uh, economic uh, us versus them when somebody comes from the corporate world instead of coming from the political world. Yeah, I think that's going to be a heart attack for her because uh, uh, the corporate world, but I really come from the shop floor and she knows that I've worked on the shop floor and that's where I spent most of my career was on the shop floor and she has no business experience and her lack of business experience really shined through in the worst possible way during COVID because she harmed our businesses to such an extent. And for, for me, I come from a small business. We had our own family foundry. And so my experience in business would be similar to the majority of the businesses across the state because Michigan is one of the highest states for small business owners. Right. We have the high, one of the highest numbers of small business owners. So I'm really able to connect on that level. And I think that's something that she has no experience in. So if she tries to take that angle, that's going to be tough for her because businesses are going to come after her and say, well, obviously you have zero business sense because look at what you did to us.
You know, I don't know what she runs on. Tudor, I got to be honest with you. I don't know what she says. Hey, for the last four years, I've what? I don't know what she's going to say. And you're so right when you say run it like a business. Could, could I get a promise from you right now? And I know this is rough. Make, make the politician promise. Well, I don't see you as a politician. I see you as somebody, uh, as somebody who cares about Michigan. Well, you promise that people won't be told they're not essential next time? I mean, yeah. the, the, the idea that I was essential because I'm on the radio. But somebody who's busting tables or waiting tables or fill-in-the-blank job wasn't essential made me sick to my stomach because people want to put food on their tables. They want to, they want to make sure that their families have heat or they've got you know, internet or whatever. Can we not call people essential and some aren't? Absolutely. Never again will we have that situation where people are told you're non-essential, go home and just suffer through it. I had a woman come up to me who she was a server. She said to me, you know what? I had never in my life had to take government assistance, but you shut down all of the restaurants. What choice did I have? And she said, I had to apply for government assistance. She said, not only was it embarrassing, but then it didn't come through because not only did we have this whole huge pandemic and this huge problem, but the unemployment system completely failed under Gretchen Whitmer. Right. So people got unemployment that shouldn't have. These folks that absolutely had to have it and didn't want to, but had to have it, couldn't get it. She said, I almost lost my house because of the decisions this governor made, and I've never been more humiliated. No one will ever be called non-essential again. Great. It is uh, time for Tudor Dixon in Michigan. I truly believe that. Tudor, thanks so much for coming on. Congratulations on the big win, and let's talk again before the election. Hopefully we can get you over the top. That sounds good. Thank you. I appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks. It's a Motown Monday, the Joe Pag Show. We really appreciate uh, Tudor Dixon coming on. Tudor Dixon is the Republican nominee for governor of the great state of Michigan. Hopefully she uh, she beats Gretchen Whitmer easily in November. If you're in Michigan and you're still considering voting for Whitmer after what she put you through during COVID times, I- I'm not sure why you haven't gotten your head examined yet. It's really kind of that simple. Now, Carrie, you do have an update on, on Trump. Now, I-, I heard one report that said he was not at Mar-a-Lago when it got raided. But you've got one report that says why he was raided. Yeah, the New York Times is reporting that agents were apparently looking for classified materials he may have taken with him when he left the White House. It took him a year and a half to figure it out? Not sure. And also Fox News is reporting the president was in New York. He was in New York today. All right. So there you go. If you're just joining us, uh, Mar-a-Lago, Trump's private residence in uh, Palm Beach, Florida, is being raided even as we speak. I don't know if it's over yet, but uh, allegedly looking for classified information that he may have taken from the White House, which first I'm hearing of this. Uh, It's interesting, though. You've got the current administration, the Biden administration, investigating his potential rival in 2024. Isn't that what Trump got impeached for? One of those impeachment deals that he was investigating Biden over in Ukraine? That's kind of interesting. We'll have to bring that up again next hour. We'll give you all the information we have on that. Carrie, if you don't mind, maybe give me a wrap or, or a, um, a nuts and bolts story on exactly where we are on that for those who join us next hour, okay? Okay. Appreciate you. All right, uh, 888-941-PAGS. Go to JoePags.com. Scroll down to the bottom, click on contact. Send me an email. 
Check out all the social media as well. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.